nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1049, April 4th, 2023. 81 degrees on this day in 1921. They had a real streak going in 1921. Five degrees in 1995. On this day in 1957, seven inches of snow, and I have ice outs, which I will proceed by reading an email from a fellow in Dallas, uh, Paul. Uh, until the knotheads, unlike the knotheads that share your airwaves, I find ice out reports provide a better example how weather is random and is the same as it always has been. Ice out is not a single day like a temperature record. In order to melt the ice, it requires a sustained trend. For early ice outs, that means a relatively warm winter and or early spring, in, in oh, GL's okay. case, GL summer. <laughs> For those ice outs later in April and May, that means that we had a prolonged cold winter. They created a thick ice sheet, which takes longer to melt. Chevy Suburbans were driving on White Bear Sunday, by the way. I, I see you, Rookie. Really? I see you. When you are, when you are reporting... I got, I can look at when you are reporting the ice out for a specific day, they seem to be spread out over the 100-plus years. 100 years isn't what it used to be. That's no. right. That's yeah. I learned that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, which provides more proof of what we believe. Whether is what it is and there is nothing we can do to change it, please continue to report them until there are no more to report. Paul Petruszewski, GL South, hey, uh, Dallas, Texas chapter of the Royal Order of 21st Years. Thank you, Paul. I feel the same way. They're a comforting and corroborative, corroborative uh, effort to arrest my case on your climate problem. Wow. Hey, uh, Oswald, uh, I don't remember asking, okay? Zip it. The Oswald. ice outs for Minnetonka on this day, 1860, 1942. 1966. 1860? 1970. Them, then? That's right, John. We've had them as early as 1858. Sounds fake to me. 1973, 1990, White Bear Lake, 1929, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. I have a question for uh, Reavers here. Yes, sir. Reavers keeps track of this sort of thing. Historically, looking back on the, uh, the run of the GL podcast, do our numbers dip? During ice out season, do we drop down to like maybe five thousand downloads a month what from typically uh, a million and a half? Is you can always see the the thing that's neat about the podcast is you can tell how long someone listens. Let me you tell can you tell, something. but I do notice that the fast forward function is used <laughs> this time of the year. I don't know why <laughs> you're why you're so uh, still talking. <laughs> I don't know why you're so stubborn about ice out dates. They're fascinating. I don't mind them. They're if fascinating. If you're from Dallas, Texas, they are. 
No, they yeah, tell Paul. you exactly what I've been trying to tell you. Huh? I'm going to stay on the climate then just to maybe pee you off. In yeah, fact, yeah. you know what's a neat function that we've explored before when you listen back to the podcast? And I did this a couple of times driving to and from. Uh, the fa- the uh, the speed up function, where or the slow down, where we all sound drunk AF, right. or we sound like chipmunks. Yeah, right. And what's great about ice out season? It's followed by uh, his uh, bushes in the backyard. Lilacs. Coming That's coming. Yeah, That's lilacs. Lilacs. I got an eye on that. I got an eye on you that. You can smell it. Although I'm very worried, very worried. All the lilacs. The bark has been stripped to, to where it's just white. Oh, no. Uh, the, but the deer haven't eaten the lilacs for the last 20 years. Why are they eating it now? If, in fact, that's deer. Climate change. Tough oh. winter. They got a lot of lilacs in Tennessee, I'll tell you that. <sighs> I followed, the, I did the sense winds on the California snowpack, which is uh, extraordinary and replenishing the reservoirs. And if the euphorians who've run the state for too many years would have built reservoirs, They'd have no water problems, but they don't. They're building high rail train to San Francisco and what have you. They could have built reservoirs. Mount Baker's ski area holds the record, according to NOAA. 95 feet of snow was recorded there. 95 wow. feet. During the July 1st, 1998 to June 30, 1999 snow season. And then uh, this is the Weather Channel. And unnecessarily, they tell me that snow total is equal to the height of 9 to 10 basketball goals stacked on top of each other or 14 million boxes of paper clips or Olympic-sized swimming pools. I hate when they <laughs> use that stupid... Uh, uh, in, 1990, in 1997, a reported 77 inches of snow measured in 24 hours. This is the, the, the country's records. Uh, Silver Lake, Colorado, April 14th to 15th, 1921. Okay. 63 feet of snow in a single day. Wow. At an elevation of 10,000 feet in the Colorado Rockies. This is the NOAA. It's not your favorite talk show. Host. Okay. In 1997, 77 inches of snow in 24 hours at Montague, New York, submitted for review by NOAA to see if the Silver Lake record was defeated. A committee reviewed the report and determined the Silver Lake record should remain Ah. after finding that proper climatological guidelines were not used to measure the snow in Montague. Okay. All right, and then you keep turning the pages here and you learn that Thompson Pass, Alaska, Holds the record for the most snow in a two- or three-day period, according to NOAA. Just over 10 feet of snow was measured there in two days, ending uh, 10 feet. That's nothing. Holds the record for the most snow in a, well, whatever. That was 1955. Thompson Pass is east of Valdez. That's one of the snowiest cities in America. For the lower 48, the official records are held by Northern California's Mount Shasta Ski Bowl in Feb of 1959. That location had totals of 103 and 135 inches over two- and three-day periods, according to NOAA. And that record snowfall at Mount Shasta was part of a storm total that piled up 189 inches of snow over seven days, Feb Feb 13 to 19, 1959. That's the highest known amount of snow from a single storm in the U.S. All right. So what's happening now has happened before. Uh, Tamarack, California, holds the record. For the most snow in a calendar month, hmm. with 
32 and a half feet in January of 1911. Feet? Wow. Mm -hmm. Holy snow. That's twice the average snowfall <coughs> during the entire winter. Uh, in That's twice the average snowfall during an entire winter in the very snowy area of Marquette, Michigan. Tamarack is high in the Sierras. It makes an ideal location to intercept copious amounts of moisture provided by an active storm track off the Pacific Ocean. Gee whiz, that storm track was active in 1911. Well, so you turn on your nightly news in 2023 and you're told that you are the result of this active weather track. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Tamarack, California also holds the U.S. record for the greatest snow depth ever measured. A maximum snow depth of 37 and a half feet was recorded there on March 11, 1911. And then uh, I'm done telling you about this because I thought it was just fascinating. <clears throat> Everything we're experiencing. Now, I can do the sense winds on tornadoes, but I'm going to spare you today. Because you're getting on the nightly news the intimation, of course, that the tornado tornadoes hitting Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky... Uh, Tennessee are are the result of climate change. Okay. No, no. Are man-made somehow uh, in, no. in one way, shape, the or form? Tornadoes have been on the ground uh, a lot longer than tornadoes have been on the ground currently. Uh, and you'd have to go back to the early part of the 20th century, if not the 19th century. I can do that for you if you want. No. Well, sure. I believe you. And we'll stay on climate because you're all running around out there like chickens with your head cut off trying to buy an electric car. All right, here's the latest. I got this news from Jordy, and then we verified it. For many electric vehicles, there is no way to repair or assess even a slightly damaged battery pack after accidents, forcing insurance companies to write off cars with very few miles on them, leading to higher premiums and undercutting gains from going electric. Uh, John Height, will you please pick that up for me? Yeah, and now those battery packs are piling up in scrapyards in some countries, a previously <laughs> unreported and expensive gap in what was supposed to be a, quote, circular economy. Wow. Um, and your source now, is? Uh, it's Reuters. It's right. a Reuters story. Right, right. Uh, and I picked up basically right after the paragraph you read. Uh, Matthew Avery is a research director at automotive risk intelligence company Thatcham Research. He said, we're buying electric cars for sustainability reasons, but an EV is not very sustainable. you got to throw the battery away after a minor, uh, minor collision. The battery packs can cost tens of thousands of dollars, represent up to 50% of an EV's price tag. That makes it very uneconomical to replace them. I wouldn't own one if you gave me one. I really wouldn't. I, they're government cars to start with. I'm disappointed in the manufacturers for taking that bait. And now we learn, in addition to all of the other oddities associated with EVs, and they're fast, mm -hmm. they're quiet, and they're fast. But in, in addition to all the other oddities, we're now learning that, ev that even a, I, I would imagine not in all cases, John, but even a minor accident can result in an insurance company having to dump the car. What True, the this, hell? This story also adds that uh, some of the U.S., like Ford Motor and General Motors, are making the battery packs easier to repair because right. they're trying to fix this problem. Right. Uh, Tesla, though, apparently has gone the opposite way. Mm -hmm. uh, they have what is known by uh, the uh, fellows who fix them as, quote, zero 
repairability. Really? So if you get in an accident with your Tesla, you're... you're and I wonder how major the accident. This is this has minor accidents. Yes. And, and yep. why it should they scratches, be accidents? Because a Tesla can drive itself. But it also includes <laughs> Nissan, Hyundai, a well, they're Stellantis, all, they're all making BMW, mm-hmm. Renault. Mm-hmm. Well, Good Lord. You, you, you're really going to pay a high premium to display your virtue, aren't you? Yeah. Really amazing. It's amazing. Let's stay with it. Let's stay with it. They're doing their best to drive us to it, uh, drive us to them. A surprise production cut by OPEC members is expected to pump up gas prices just ahead of the summer driving season. Phil Flynn, a senior analyst at Price Futures Group and Fox Business News contributor said the cuts of up to 1.15 million barrels per day could cause gas prices to rise by 26 cents. As of Monday, regular gasoline averaged roughly $3.50, according to AAA. If Flynn's prediction holds, it could mean gasoline prices will climb above 4 bucks a gallon as summer nears. Right. U.S. oil prices soared above 80 bucks per barrel on the developments. Uh, police video shows an officer and a bystander rescue a man from... Oh, that's the caption to a, <laughs> yep. a picture that Hang didn't on. appear when I printed this. Minus the move from OPEC, Flynn noted that prices will increase between 10 and 15 cents anyway when refineries change their gasoline blend during the summer driving season. We'll see some expanded refinery capacity <clears throat> in a few months, but if I were a motorist... I'd prepare for the worst and hope for the best, Flynn said. This comes at a time when consumers are being hammered by high inflation, which rose 6% year-over-year in Feb. Further complicating matters, though, is hurricane season, less than 60 days away, which could disrupt oil production and drive up the price of gas even more, according to Lipow Oil Associate President Andy Lipow. A major storm making landfall along the Gulf Coast, where 15% of the nation's oil production and over 45% of the nation's refinery capacity is located, can result in a significant supply disruption, sending prices even higher. Oh, I'm, I, I am so saddened by this. I mean, I'm serious. I'm, I'm so saddened that we don't have an administration capable of taking care of us or wishing to or concerned with us. Yeah, we should be, we should be leading the world as we have traditionally, in the production of oil and gasoline. That's the way most people get around, and we're led by fools who are paying homage to a uh, a distant prayer that they think has become their theology, which is the climate, and the the climate is perfectly capable of taking care of itself. And in the meantime, those of us paying the bills for this country are watching it disintegrate before our very eyes. And it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah, Saudis uh, can be mostly to blame for this recent rise. And Russia's joining them, by the way. And China happens to be the largest oil importer mm-hmm. and the most important um, customer, but they've had a zero-COVID lockdown that they're trying to come out of. So what they do could change things. And, of course, demand in the United States could change things. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame. Uh, yesterday, the president was in town. How massive has the presidential motorcade become? Massive. Uh, I got a note from Howard who... Oh, was it more than six cars? No, you didn't. No. 
Oh, no, I didn't. You're right, Chris. I did not. Yeah, somebody else is strange. <laughs> Never Fred, mind. Fred? GLers, you just you need to you need to know your audience when you're sending the old mayor an email. Yeah. <laughs> shouty caps right away. Put the shouty caps right away. Attention. Big clown read. button. Yeah. <laughs> he did say, don't use my name. Right. But I'm okay because I, I haven't read the email. You didn't read the email. <clears throat> but I did, I believe he was reporting in some capacity the size of the motorcade. He was. And it's just Chevy Suburban after Chevy Suburban. All EVs? And then, no. And then you got the Beast, yep. his limo. Yep. You got the Beast. And then you got the fake Beast. Yep. The decoy. You got to have the decoy He's beast. going like this. Hey, hey, How hey, far yeah. apart do they need to run? Then you got the airplane that flew him in. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, Are you talking about Trump? Yeah, no, he flew his private plane <laughs> to New right, York. Right. Uh, he has left Trump Tower moments ago. This is such a bleep show. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> I was reading from Yahoo. This will go, I, I predict this. If he's found guilty of whatever, there's 34 charges. If he's found guilty, it'll take another year or two to find oh, yeah, out this, anything. This is, this this is ridiculous. This forever. You'll be a dollar. You'll be a day late paying your property taxes. Right. You're getting fined and going to jail. Right. This is going to take years. It's already taken the, two years. Yeah, but by the time the trial and everything and yeah. whatever appeals he has, etc., uh, he could be elected president in 2024. By that, yeah. so, seriously. And this happens. has nothing to do with uh, his post-election blues, right? This all has to do with Stormy, correct? <clears throat> Well, Correct. Yeah, that's among the charges. Yeah, it's, and allegedly some money stuff, too. And the crime would be that he allegedly used the campaign money to pay her off. He had Cohen use campaign money. Then he reimbursed Cohen, who I pres presume did not restore it to the campaign because Cohen's already gone to jail. Is this a, an old-fashioned witch hunt? That's what he wants you to believe, and maybe we'll find that out. But whatever it is, it's going to take another year or two or three. Oh, yeah. It'll take forever. Uh, according to Yahoo News, they did a, they just did a story on this. Network showed live footage of the empty gate of his Florida residence and golf club Mar-a-Lago. Then they cut to aerial footage of the motorcade taken him to the airport, followed as his private plane was parked on their runway in Palm Beach, and then it took off and landed in New York. We're aware of that. Right, but what, what their point is, um, they're reminding, uh, for filing hours worth of airtime with almost nothing to report beyond the images, speculating and reminding viewers they should not speculate. Let me say one more thing about <laughs> Trump. Wait, what? It's nothing. Maybe I can say the final thing about Trump. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to write me your foul emails, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's an evil guy. I've come to a new conclusion. Okay, mm. hang on. I have my ears mm. right now. No, John, 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 settle down. <laughs> Simon Barson is I think he is a seriously, <laughs> seriously ill guy. I'm, I'm convinced that something happened to him at the age of seven or eight that's so... That so scarred him. Maybe the feelings of his father? That so scarred him that he developed that awkward personality trait of he can't be wrong. He just can't be. No matter what, he can't be wrong. No matter what. If he shot somebody but and you watched him do it, he'd say, I didn't do that. He's but, ill. He's ill. But he's I'm convinced not, he's ill. But he's not capable... And now he's not capable of claiming mental illness. Of course not. 
and there's no one around him capable of throwing him in a rubber room. Brad Aloni's hardware. And getting to the bottom of this. I see Chris's face, so I'll just hit my mute button at this point. Oh, what the hell? I no, can say what I want to yeah, say, and show. I think he's absolutely, ill. Absolutely, absolutely. No, you, you've never I, dealt with a personality like this in, in the presidency, mm, ever. Oh, the presidency, no, no. <laughs> oh, right. Never right. about to chime in there, but Matthew lower, covered it for lower me. Le- lower levels of politics, maybe a governor or mayor. mayor. Yeah, yeah, right. mayor. Yeah, yeah. Lower level of politics, yeah. maybe, but not yeah. the presidency. You're right. No. Oh, you, you, you. I'm not arguing you. Don't call me a you. But Matthew. Who's the apostle that turned? Uh, no, that was Judas. Judas. Yeah, you yeah. just Judas, sold yeah. me for some silver, Cut didn't that. you? Yeah. But Matthew, pieces, baby. Yeah. In, in our case, we chime up and we call the fake mayor, uh, you know, a uh, um, blank right. word idiot, right, right to right. his face. And, and I take it, don't Straighten I? up and fly some, right. Yeah, sometimes Straighten you Okay, fly right. he can't take it. He can't. And maybe that is part of his... Not excusing it, that's just fact. He just might be mentally ill. Uh, I think he's nuts. Who's Before, nuts? D's nuts. D's. Okay, thank you. Before you uh, do your ad, Howard is a member of the town council. Oh. Yeah. And Howard said, and that's why I copied you on the email, Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because you know, almost blew it. From now on, Howard should send them directly to Chris, and Chris can get yes. out his government magic marker and redact all redact. the... Right yeah, redact. Yeah, start redacting. We yeah. need a, a, big, a big stamp. A you big red uh, stamp that we just have to... Boom, Rook, I know you will, but if all of you GLers want to do yourself a favor, you got to get the Grundhofer's Double Smoked Ham for Easter. Oh, yeah. It is hands down the most gratifying ham you'll ever taste. It sets records okay, for selling Easter hams. You got to act quick. You do have to get there early. You got to yeah. call them. Call 651 426 2800. Reserve your double smoked. Easter ham. You can visit either the Hugo store on Highway 61 or the Forest Lake store on Highway 97, just east of 35. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. And while you're there, load up on all of the other great Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's beef for Minnesota farmers. The 140 flavors of brats, the town ball meatloaf, the rookie burgers. But I'm missing a lot. There's any kind of meat you that, want. That's why you go online I to find like, out. You know what I like? Pork shoulders. Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah. you can that go to becomes good pork a tender, shoulder. falls apart yes. on the fork. If meat. you know how to prepare well, it properly. I'm not and saying Spencer I'd cook it. I'm just saying I'd buy it oh. and then have somebody maybe cook it. Yeah. But uh, we're glad uh, Spencer's back with us because Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats uh, be- has become a part of Garage Logic. He's been gr- getting garage logicians in mm-hmm. uh, almost since we went on the air in 2018. Mm-hmm. He was with us, and we're glad that Spencer is back. But get the Easter ham. Your your people will thank you for it. Call 651-426-2800 and order your double-smoked ham for Easter from Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor 
favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm a, a funk soldier. soul brother. What does this button do? <laughs> I think we're back. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You helped me out there. This guy oh, wears many hats. Forgot to get one. Not indoors. Joe Sutherland. Too busy talking. <laughs> you guys getting snow down there today? Not, not yet, uh, Kenny. Uh, is this ever going to end? Someday when it stops snowing and it gets warm and your lawn emerges again, you're going to want the best lawn in the block. And if you feel that way, you've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape that track or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered for you, too. They're going to work with you to design uh, your own special landscape project. They do that using digital photography, imaging software, so you can see how it looks before they even put a shovel in the ground. It's pretty cool. And ProTurf specializes in everything outdoor-related, trees, shrubs, perennials, beds, rock and sod. They also do concrete pavers, stone patios, fire pits, uh, water fountains, whatever you want. Um, they can do it all for you at ProfessionalTurf.com. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see all their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. My favorite Three Stooges scene ever. Now, we were talking about this on the break for those that are oh, yeah. part of the Where town council. Where they take Curly and hold him upside down over the back of a <laughs> rowboat. Yes. To make him into an outboard motor. Right. That's why I thought that was fantastic. And he, he does the... Yep. yep. And they go speed off. Uh, former state senator Dave Osmick has been doing the Lord's work since August twenty second, twenty. I'm sorry, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, when he began his campaign on behalf of garage logicians everywhere to get something at the state fair named for Marjorie Johnson. He now writes, "I have left a dozen voicemails for Jerry Hammer at the state fair board." It is obvious he is ducking me. Oh, it's not like him normally. There are a couple of things we can do. I can ask a sitting senator to try, or you could give Jerry a call. Or unleash the GLers. The phone number is public, and it is a taxpayer-paid employee. I would think if 100 calls hit this guy, maybe he would listen and actually do something. Sorry, that's all I have. Dave. Uh, he's been trying, and I, I don't, I can't imagine yeah. Hammer Time would ignore this. No, especially on his way out. I know he's busy, and that would be a great way to go out and to bring in the new general manager to the state fair. Oh. I would say not barrage him. I will reach out to him via text and talk. I will too. Okay, and we'll just say, uh, take Dave's call. Take Senator's call. Senator and don't Dave's we? Call. Uh, don't the five of us know somebody on the board that might have a little influence with the state fair? You mean oh, that, that you owe money to? Is she still? I thought she was. That I don't know. Hmm. Oh yeah, friends of the fair, I believe. I, I agree, Matt. It's always easier to take the gentle approach, uh, yeah. firm but gentle, instead of you know flogging well, them with angry emails. Hammer and calls. time is not worthy of our ire. No, no, right. I no, agree. I agree. No. Isn't this a bit surprising to all of you, like it is to me? Why is this even up for debate? 
Uh, that is true. I am puzzled. Well, because think. Minnesota Just, loves nothing more than celebrating Minnesota. But and remember, who's more Minnesota than Marjorie? Nobody. This is not a critique of the Minnesota State Fair, but it is plain fact. There are so many policies and procedures that they follow. So even just trying to get into the fair is difficult, but trying to name something, I would imagine, but it's has got Marjorie. I know. And I'm not do excusing we, the fair. Do we have the clip of her and uh, Sharon Jones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. God, that was, that was the highlight yeah, of have. my yeah. career. Sharon yeah. Jones is looking at her going, what in the F-bomb is And how great right a now? sport. Hi, Marjorie. Hi, Sharon Joe. Jones. Now, Marjorie, yeah, we have really a special good. guest. Uh-huh. You are the first guest, right, of course, right. because that's tradition. That's tradition, yeah. But uh, yeah. you tell me when you're ready, Rook. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings are at the Line and Kugel stage tonight. Bring up Sharon Jones, please. She had to arrive early. Oh, yeah. 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 Hi, Sharon. I love her music. Good. Now, Angie will help you with a headset. It's me. It's me. I'm the dog. I thought you left. Me. What you doing back here? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. And you made her sing along yeah. with her own record. Who's Lee, Sharon? That's Lee Fields. That was priceless. Take her. Take it down. Sharon, I'm really uh, thrilled to meet you. This is Marjorie. Hi, Marjorie. How you doing? I'm doing real good. Right, you. yeah. Marjorie. Marjorie's a, a champion baker at oh, the state fair. Okay. But Sharon, you are a champion funk blues, whatever this is. What is it? Soul, it is fantastic. We call it um soul. Funk R and B, and you're from Augusta, Georgia. I was born in Augusta, but I've been raised in New York. Right. Mm -hmm. You didn't pay any attention to James Brown when you were a kid. Oh yes, did you? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I paid a lot of attention to James Brown. Yeah. What uh, are you? Is this one of those 30-year overnight successes? No, it took more like 52 years of success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think things start happening to me like 12 years ago, really. Okay. I, I had to hit 40. To, you know. Did you put the Dap Kings together? Well, actually, the Dap Kings was. Sort of together in, in 12 years ago as the um, sole providers. Oh, okay. And that's when Lee Fields came in. So I, I came in to do background for yeah, him. Right. And I end up now being the head um, leader of the... Will the Dap Kings be with you tonight? Yes, they will. Now, do they also work with Amy Winehouse? They was the one that worked with Amy. Yeah. I didn't work with Amy. No, you don't want to work with Amy. You got your own thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think um, Amy said I inspired her a lot. You know, really? Just coming up with this new wow. fucking RV stuff. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh, is this your first time in Minnesota? Yes, it is. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm glad yeah. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah. 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 I just had a, a little hog on the log thing over there. Yeah? Yeah. Now, will you? what kind of set will you do tonight? <sighs> well, um, hey, our set. Yeah? It's just a funky set. That's what I call a little funky. Y'all, If y'all there, make sure you got some dancing shoes. Yeah. Don't be shy. You have some more, Sharon, to give people an example. We play your music on the show all well, the time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You might do my this. Personal, huh? This is my personal yeah. favorite. Yeah. Oh. You can sing along if you want. Oh, huh? <laughs> you just want the lip sync. <laughs> you know this song, Marjorie? I don't no. think she thought that was. No. <laughs> listen to her. Listen to her, Marjorie. She's going to start singing. Okay. Just like a listen bird, out. baby. Just like a bird. Just listen, Marjorie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Sharon, you are so good. I can feel it. You like that, Marjorie? Yeah, that's Isn't not that bad. Nice? No, yeah. So much of it sounds just like a lot of noise. Oh, <laughs> my God. It really does. 
No, she let clarify that our off to our usual doesn't start. doesn't sound like yes. a lot of noise. No, no, Thank it, you, is, it sounds nice. Yeah. We try okay. to make good music. Right, right, that you can yeah, that is, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 we yeah. do it. We just play them for bumps. Uh, Marjorie's been on Jay Leno and all over the place. No, I, I didn't make Jay Leno, but I did make um, David Letterman. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? Conan had me back twice. Really? Oh, boy. Will you start playing bigger arenas? We have already started playing a lot of bigger arenas. I did Central Park on Sunday. Oh, that would have been fantastic. It was the last of the season, last summer job, and it's like 6,000 people there. Right. Are you now on an endless tour? Well, this one is, I mean, I've been on a tour since October. Right. Um, the six since the album came out since okay. I did the Apollo, but um this week I'm we just here doing the fair tonight right. tomorrow, right? And then we're leaving to go to uh, San Francisco to do the old Oakland another outside festival. Okay. So yes, we've been doing festivals, festivals, festivals. But home is in New York, not Augusta. No, home is in New York. I left Augusta when I was like three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Daptones Records that's doing the? Yes. Uh, Dap doing the albums? Daptone. Mm -hmm. Daptone. Right. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, well, we knew you were in a hurry. We wanted to get you well, on quickly. You. And uh, uh, I know many, uh, many GLers will be staying around tonight. All right, you all. You're going to go on at 8.30. 8.30. Yeah, and you'll play for uh, at least three or four hours. No, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least an hour, maybe. Whatever. How long the festival allow? Do you have a family, Sharon? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, husband, kids. Oh, no, no. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought you meant my mother, my sister. My no, mother. I figured you had a mother and father <laughs> at some point. <laughs> no, I, I, I guess the music, you know, kept me out here. Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to find a husband when, you, when you're on the road a lot, right, you know. Right, right. Can you play something else, Rook, as long as we have the queen herself here? I'm so oh. embarrassed. Oh, oh, oh man, please, oh, please, man. Please. Teresa's got nothing on you. <laughs> makes my heart melt like butter. Uh huh. Some love makes you helpless. <laughs> Some love makes you strong. Oh, you like that one, Marjorie? Yeah, that's nice too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some love makes you do right. And some, some love makes you do wrong. <laughs> Just show us what it'll be like tonight. Just stand up. Just show. Oh, just show. Yeah. Sure, you don't know how in love with you I'm I am. I'm only 4'11", y'all. Second to Marjorie, I love yeah, you. Right, yeah. I carry myself tall, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah. But I have a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I run around yeah. the stage a lot, so I don't want to be standing there like this, going. No. You know? No. You know, I'll be into it, you know. Oh, oh yeah. baby. Oh. Like singing, you know, like. <laughs> you know, I put all that stuff in it, you know. Yeah. How about this preview? How about this preview? Here we go. Let's do all this right. one again. Uh -oh. All right, all right. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yes, he just wants to see oh, yeah. Sharon move, yeah. This is uh -oh. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. Now, this story. It's about how long I had to deal with a relationship that was in my life. All right. And I think I dealt with that relationship a little bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> and so how this long? tune came up. Yeah. How long do I have to wait for you? Right. Oh. Before a girl like me just can move on. Right. How long oh. do I have to wait for you, honey, before a girl like me can move on? Hey, did you make up this song or right? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? She's spilling out her, her heart, Marjorie. Yeah. Marjorie, she's crying about a broken relationship. But I want to know if she wrote it. No, actually, you know who wrote this song? No. My bass player. I went to oh. my bass player, um, Bosco. We, well, Gabriel. Yeah. And I was like, you know, 
just relationship, and I was telling right? him about the guy and how yeah. he was doing. He was and like, then he wrote, especially he wrote a song for me. He said, you know what? Next time you think about this guy here, and you can go sing it, so I can sing it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. She's getting sick of it. That's okay. We'll switch to a different song here. <laughs> and Lee, is Lee with the group? Well, actually, Lee feels, no, he he's comes in and do some more recording. Hopefully, right. like, he'll be on the next album. Right. But he comes in with us every once in a while and, you know, do a song. And or if we have a big festival, like, at the Apollo. Right. Him and I did a dedication to James Brown. Okay. And, and we, like, split Man's World. You got yeah. to hear my version of Man's World. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you ever met Al Green? You know, I didn't get to meet Al Green, but the guys, my horn players. Right are on his album um, okay. a, a few months ago. And I went in to do a song, but I don't think he chose that song to be on his album. Okay. And um, But, you know, I didn't meet him. I'll get to meet him, hopefully. I met right. Mavis Staples, Solomon Burke. Oh, yeah. I got to meet Mr. James Brown yeah. before he passed away. Um, you When's know. the next album? Ooh, when we in finish touring. Yeah, we, we, we well, figure by the time. Fall, yeah. Well, no, no, just say by next year, hopefully. Oh, yeah, all right. You know, when we go in, probably September, October, November, December, we'll... Will that be number three? Number four. Number four. Number all, right. all right. All right. Yeah. You two girls hit it off, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, we did. Right, yeah. You're not so tall either, are you? I know. I'm not four. You know, it just occurred to me, you're both the but same. But Marge, I carry myself tall, though. I carry myself tall. That's yeah. what you have to I do. I try to, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> when you walk in a room, you know you know your head is you, you, like you right, jump, like, you, like you're like you going to hit your head on the right, ceiling. Right, yeah. you know, now, Sharon was teaching Marjorie how to sing, and this is what we recorded in the back. All right. this is uh-huh. Marjorie's singing back up. <laughs> she said, what? Well, I'm pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's your drummer, Sharon? Uh, my drummer's Homer Steinweiss. Homer Steinweiss. Yeah, we call him Funky Foot. All right. <laughs> and now, if I if I have seen Amy in concert on TV, is that Homer I'm seeing? Yeah, one of the ones with the guy with the little curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They showed him, you know. Who are the Who are the guys that do the moves that, that don't oh, my, play instruments? Oh, your I, guys. Oh, oh my, oh, my guys. Yeah. The yeah, trumpet guys. players yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's Dave Guy, um, Neil Sugarman, and Ian Hendrickson Smith. Okay. Those are my horn section. All New York guys. Yeah, they all from New York. You know, they've born somewhere else, but yeah. a lot of us live in New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. Based. All right. Sharon, I can't thank you enough for stopping thank you. by. Thank we you. look forward. Sharon Jones, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you, Marjorie. Marjorie and Sharon. Who would have ever thought we'd have Marjorie and Sharon Jones on the same stage? Let's see. I'll get down. Let me see. Let's see. We're going to measure height here. Oh, not too bad. That's uncanny. The closest you've ever been, Marjorie. You need help, Marjorie? No, I got it. All right. All right. Sharon, I love you. You're the best. Thank you very much. Here's what I went back. While that was on, I tried to go back and see when she was at the fair, but all I could find is 2014, she was at the State Theater, but that was April, so that would not have been the year. I'm thinking it was about 2015. No, it was way before that. Really? Because Angie was still on the show. Oh, you're right. And I was running the board back at the radio station. And we lost Sharon. Yeah, she passed in 16. Oh, yeah. then it was probably 12? Oh, 09 or 10, that's what it's I think. It's really? I'll, yeah. I'll, you know what, I'll look in the show notes during Johnny Heights. That news. might have been the greatest moment in State Fair history. It's Forget my garage favorite. garage logic history. Here's the deal. Here's, here's, what two, here's what two great parts to that were. 
Marjorie with her yeah, yeah, but then singing backup, Marjorie, oh, I'm pretty good. She, Mar- Marjorie was engaged. Sharon was a great sport. Sharon She's a big was cool. star. Sharon was and she cool. was, a, you know, she engaged and, and she played and her guard yeah. seemed to be down. She didn't seem to be a big star on the stage having was, to do this she state was, fair. She was wonderful. Yeah. 2011, fellas. 2011. Okay, he was at the state fair in My 2011. My God, where is the time gone? Wow. We should think about retirement. Wow. Hang on. Not I yet. Say, I'll see you later. Not yet. <laughs> wow. Joe was oh, going to work through you know getting what? his kids through high school, mine through high school, and I think Gabe's going to have to repeat just so we can stay in high school. What I, were you going to uh, say, John? I lied. 2008. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't think it was 11 because it was before Eight. that. Because I I remember running the board back at the at the station because you guys were at yep. the fair. Was it two thousand eight? Was it two thousand eight? The year the show was filmed at the fair. I believe so. Do you think that's on film? The DVD of that. The DVD uh, of look, I have that. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, see, do they? Did we list if Marjorie and uh, Sharon were on that DVD? Hmm. There's a DVD of that? You know oh. what? That's It's 2007, the DVD. The DVD? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, okay. 2007. All right. Time does huh. fly by, doesn't it, Yeah. Joe? Do you want me to tell I, you something? I, I wonder if any of the GLers that were there have a copy of that on their phone do. or I whatever. I bet they do. I bet they do. Hmm. Say, uh, veering course here. I want to remind you of... Creating an estate plan. That's right. You know, you you don't want to leave Marjorie and Sharon confused. Sharon Jones right. probably had a good right. estate plan. When I you leave, you got to have the estate plan. Let Eckberg Lammers take care of this for you. Great law firm. They've been creating estate plans for more than 70 years. And all it is is, is a document that does three things for your, you and your family. You might not be there. Right. But you're doing this for your family. You're going right. to avoid court. Minimize taxes and control your wishes. Do you really want this government involved in your life after everything we've discussed? No, not during or after. So you're going to avoid court, minimize taxes, control your wishes with an estate plan. It helps you enjoy a peace of mind. It minimizes stress and expense tomorrow. I don't care how old you are. You don't have to wait till you're old to do this. Do this at any time. They'll help you with uh, property disputes within the family, uh, questions regarding children, snowbirds, you might have tax questions, they'll take care of that. But the important thing to do is remember that if you leave a great mess behind, that's just going to be a real hassle for your loved ones. So create an estate plan with Eckberg Lammers. You won't regret it. And again, you don't have to worry about the size of your estate and you don't have to worry about how old you are. We all want to avoid court, minimize taxes, and control our wishes. Call Eckberg Lammers for an appointment at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Minnesota Masonic Charities uh, right here in the Twin Cities is very involved in the community. So much so that they're promoting a wonderful event, the 7th Annual Dave Weiss Memorial Sporting Clays Shoot. 
Again, it is going to be a wonderful event, and you can check out more information if you want. Write down this number. I'll give you the number in about 30 seconds. What it is, though, it helps. It's at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, April 29th this year. It's on uh, GL's birthday, by the way. And Minnesota Masonic Charities uh, has a wonderful, wonderful role in here. Uh, special competition just for the Masonic Lodge. Details are when you get this number, 612-790-5561. That's how you can get all the details, signing up, etc. Minnesota Masonic Charities supports this event. And... It's presented by a Clay Camps for Kids, Twin Cities, to benefit Shriners Healthcare Camps and the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital, two very important places where kids go to get better. 612-790-5561. Or if you want more info about Minnesota Masonic Charities, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. 52 years and counting in Monticello as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer, bringing us the very best in outdoor recreational vehicle fun. Of course, we're talking Moon Motorsports. And if you ride uh, dirt and trail bikes, and you probably already know about the cool mix of models that KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, they offer to us serious riders. Moon Motorsports Fastest growing in KTM, Husky, and Gas Gas, the biggest dealership in Minnesota, and now offering special major savings on uh, many models right now. And for you folks down with the quads and the side-by-sides, Moon just received a new shipment of all the favorite Can-Am off-road machines. Drop in the website, moonmotorsports.com, or better yet, drop into the massive cathedral to cylinders They're on the south side of 94, just west of Highway 25 in Monticello. Moon Motorsports are Can-Am, Polaris, Ski-Doo, Honda, Yamaha, Dirt, Trail, and Adventure Motorcycle brand leaders. MoonMotorsports.com. Do you recall last week the term papal bulls came up? Yes. We were confused as to why that would be called a bull. And Mm -hmm. Bill Stein notes last week the term papal bull came up causing confusion. Bull comes from the Latin word bulla which refers to the red seal, wax or lead, used on a papal papal proclamation. This is where we get the term bulletin. There you go. Boy, huh. learn more here by accident than elsewhere. That also, by thank you. Rook, help me. Thank that you, Deacon. Also spurred the line, we don't have a cow, but we have a bull. Hmm. Bulletin. And also a ray of hope. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail. Oh, yes. Hail you. With all the depressing news in the state, country, and world, I thought I would share a ray of hope or Americana. I am the vice president of a nonprofit called Fishing with Vets. This past weekend, we took 10 vets and guides, all volunteers, to Chamberlain, South Dakota, to enjoy a weekend of fellowship and fishing. We cover the food, the lodging. And uh, our guides are all volunteers. As a board, we are 100% volunteer. And this year, we are on track to take over 300 vets fishing in Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, Washington State, Wisconsin, and Lake of the Woods. Jason and Wadena, and he sent me a picture of the the vets fishing. So keep that in mind if you're looking to send a buck or two to somebody. It's called, uh, what's he call it? Fishing with vets. Fish. I mean, Fishing clever. Clever. It's right to the point. Right Fishing to the with point. vets. Here's John Height. 
Uh, thank you, Joe. This news update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, and I don't want to steal uh, Kenny's ad here, but uh, if you haven't looked at the forecast starting Saturday, we have a couple weeks of daytime highs in the 60s every day. So you're going to get professional oh. turf in there and oh, uh, start a fantastic. Fine. We even have a 70. We even have a 70 in the forecast for next week. So Wow. Maybe go. on a Friday. No, it's uh, I get windier Wednesday, oh, Thursday. Oh, darn it! So, but all sixties though. So professional turf, get them out there, man. That will make you Ooh. all look wonderful. Thank I you, John. Uh, residents in eastern Fillmore County are being asked to check their property and any surveillance equipment they may have to see if a specific vehicle was in the area since March 31st as police continue a search for a missing woman. According to Winona Police, 26-year-old Madeline Jane Kingsbury was last seen the morning of Friday, March 31st at her home in Winona. She never showed up for work that morning, has not answered any calls or messages from friends and family. In addition, she didn't pick her children up from daycare that afternoon and never showed up or made any other arrangements. Now police say they're looking for where Kingsbury or her vehicle identified as a 2014 dark blue Chrysler town and country may be or may have traveled. In an update issued Monday, police say a vehicle matching that description was seen traveling from Winona to the eastern part of Fillmore County during the day on March 31st. Winona police specifically looking for info from 8 a.m. on the 31st to 4 p.m. on April 1st along Highway 43 in Winona and Fillmore counties. Anyone who has any footage that shows a vehicle matching the description of Kingsbury's van or any signs of suspicious activity or disturbance is asked to call the Winona Police Department. Uh, Johnny, just uh, yes. it's so odd. I was going to I was gonna mention this. I was oh, at work mm-hmm. this morning over at IHS at the airport, and one of my coworkers who uh, works on the operations side uh, it's her friend. Oh, it's man. one of her best friends. Oh. And she was down tromping mm-hmm. through the swamps earlier this weekend. And I said, we'd love to help out. I'll, you know, mention it. So I, I appreciate you putting in that newscast. And so does uh, Caitlin. Sure. And if you if you would story. like to see a picture of the young woman, just in case, uh, you can find that at stp.com, their, their news department. At kstp.com? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Members of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union who work at dozens of Cub food stores are set to vote today on authorizing a strike due to what they call unfair labor practices. The United Food and Commercial Workers Union represents more than 3,000 employees at 33 Cub food locations in Minneapolis and across the West Metro. Union members want higher wages for both full and part-time workers. Leaders from the union say the last time a contract was negotiated was in 2018 and that contract ended on March 4th. Uh, that Egan police officer, remember this story, who was hurt when his squad car was hit by a semi-truck last month? Yes. Is now, he's now recovering at home. The Egan Police Department announced Cade Egham was released from the hospital on Sunday. He's expected to make a full recovery, according to the police department. Egham has been with the department for just over a year. He was hit while responding to a report of an unconscious person as he merged into the northbound lanes of Interstate 35E from Pilot Knob Road shortly after 5 in the morning on March 14th. He collided with a northbound semi-truck, sending his squad into the center median. No other injuries were reported in that accident. Anthony Lazaro will be sentenced by a federal judge later this summer. It was announced yesterday after being convicted of child sex trafficking. On Friday, it took a jury two hours to find Lazaro guilty of one count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of a minor and five counts of sex trafficking of a minor. The 32-year-old Lazaro is scheduled to be sentenced on August 9th. 
He is facing a minimum of 10 years in prison. He plans to appeal the conviction. Prosecutors argued during the two-week-long trial that the former GOP donor and strategist used wealth and political connections to lure five minor victims who, uh, to his condo, where he paid them for sex. Lazaro's arrest caused a big shakeup in the Minnesota Republican Party. The state head of the party, Jennifer Carnahan, resigned because of connections to him. He had done a podcast with Carnahan and been close to her. He also worked for Lacey Johnson, the Republican candidate challenging Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota's 5th Congressional District last year, was a large donor to Republicans. Uh, the, the, the news reports have often said that he lured these women through his political connections. What, what would that have to do with it? Some 15-year-old girl doesn't know who the governor is. What, what the hell does that well, have to do with it? Well, and some people you know, saying he is uh, Minnesota's Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's what he used a lot, actually. Yeah, Epstein's on a much grand. I, I'm not defending this guy. No, he's a super but, creep. But Epstein's on a much grander scale. Yeah. I hope this guy yeah. ends up with the lifers right away because he's a real cutie pie, and we all know how he's going to be treated. He'll be treated. Uh, kind yeah. Of uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. I made that uh, same thought available to folks in my house this morning. Yep. Yep. Agree right away, agree day one. It. Yep. Well, looky who's here. Yeah, come on in. What's your name? Quarterback. Ben Dover. <laughs> Jesus. Really? I mean, that's kind wow. of a little... No, that's not really a little... Right that scene from Fletch. There's nothing new Add it. about Right that. from Fletch. Yeah. Add it. Please take that out. <laughs> Court no mental out. ability to edit is there. None. What? None. I've been doing this for so long, you know better. Yeah. Yeah. Court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Court records show a Plymouth man has been sentenced for a burglary charge filed against him after a fire at the Uptown Target store earlier this year. Derek Paul Hansen, 43 years old, will serve three years of supervised pro. One count of third-degree burglary. Hansen had also been charged with one count of first-degree arson, but that charge was dropped after a plea deal. In addition to serving probation, Hansen will $5,000 in restitution. He was also sentenced to serve 67 days at the Hennepin County Workhouse, which was the same amount of time he received credit for. Target announced last month the company had decided to close the uptown location, adding the decision to close the store isn't something they take lightly. The store is scheduled to close on May 13th. We've asked this before. Is that one of the mini targets? The little ones? Uh, I I believe so. I I haven't verified that yet, though. I think it is one of the little ones. Which I one think. is that? What, what Uptown. What, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I think it's a mini location. It is. The big one was on no, Lake Street, and that's gone right now. Isn't that correct? No, that's been rebuilt. Mm. Haven't been down there a woman's, a woman has been detained by Russian police as a suspect in the assassination of a prominent Russian war blogger at a St. Petersburg cafe. Well, the Kremlin is alleging that the Ukrainian <clears throat> special services may have been involved in the planning of the bombing, which injured 32 people. Russia's investigative committee, the country's top state criminal investigation agency, said that 26-year-old Darya Trapova was arrested on suspicion of involvement in the killing of Vladlin Tatarsky, the pen name of prominent blogger Maxim Fomin. Tatarsky is known for his support of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and Russia-backed separatists in Ukraine's Donbass region. Tropova has been described in Russian media as a Russian national and St. Petersburg resident who had been previously detained for taking part in anti-war rallies. 
Russian media have said that Tatarsky was meeting with attendees when a woman presented him with a box containing a small bust of him, which apparently exploded after he set it on a table. It not only exploded, he was right up close to it, looking, admiring it. The story on how it played out is right out of a Daniel Sylvan novel because they were checking everybody and they kept the box at the door and she introduced herself and everybody and said, I, you know, I had this bust for you, but they won't let me bring, oh, bring it up, bring it up. Yeah. Seconds later, kaboom. Yep. Yep. Uh, We should mention before we go to break, uh, we know uh, Donald Trump is in New York. He already has, uh, he's turned himself in, uh, but we won't know anything until the arraignment, which is scheduled for one fifteen hour time, so we don't know about the three or four charges. I was monitoring uh, that very thing, John, during your newscast, and Marjorie Taylor Greene has decided to speak. Oh, good. To, uh, oh, she no, she left already. She was only there five minutes and took off. Oh, because this video I just watched was only posted two minutes ago. Oh, yeah, she was there very early this morning, about uh, 9 o'clock New York time. And, uh, and then basically they, they hooted her out of there. It's always fun for a few laughs, isn't it? Yeah, when a she, couple uh, of yucks. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have some more news coming up uh, right after this, including a couple of uh, music desks that we... Uh, wanted to cover yesterday and didn't get to. Uh, but first, we're going to hear from our pal, ben. Mr. Mikulski. Ben. <laughs> go Take it, Ben. Let's go, Ben. Go ahead, Mr. Dover. Hey, you're wasting your time. <laughs> Rookie here now, don't you swelter? Gonna lay it down for Ray and Welter. If you got a lot of furnace making a funny noise, call the furnace fixer with all the pores. Certified dudes checking all the switches, making it right for all of you. Um, that, that didn't really work. Did it? That didn't work. Okay, I'm just gonna lay it down this way. Then let's go old school. Welterheating.com. That is welterheating.com online. You can make a request for an appointment. Old school. Six one two eight two five. 6867. Again, I joke about it, but if your furnace is making noise, that could be serious for your home. So trust the professionals who have been around for 100 years and four generations. That's Ray and Welter Heating, furnaces, air conditioning, um, also it's air purification. They've got it all on their website. I don't have enough time to tell you about it here, so I'll say. <laughs> KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products and is the preferred choice among enthusiasts for over 25 years. Why? The pricing. KNL Surplus and Ammo offers some of the best prices in the region. You might find a good sale now and again at a big box store, but KNL always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, KNL always includes tax in the listed price. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go to klgunstore.com. That is klgunstore.com. Justin frozen. Why do we kill the grouper? You chuckleheads can think papal if you want, but when I think bull, I think Toro. And when I think Toro, I think Tri State Bobcat, Lil Canada, Hudson, and Burnsville. 
a Toro Zero turn mower from Tri-State Bobcats. Going to make that fancy pro-turf treated lawn of yours look absolutely amazing. The engines and deck are so powerful. You can just blast back and forth, making really cool patterns on your lawn. Plus, uh, drastically cut your mowing time. Right now, Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing of the year on select Last year's models, uh, both the Time Cutter and the Titan Zero Turn Mowers, 42 to 60 inches. Discounts ranging anywhere from 10 to 20% under the promo pricing. Uh, but if you want to plan for next year's space management program, Toro can get you into a Toro snowblower during the spring sale. And uh, we're talking the to- uh, Toro Power Clear single stage and the Power Max two stage snowblowers. Best deals of the year right now on both of those models. Uh, for the best pricing of the year, be sure to tell them you're a GLer when you swing into any one of the Tri-State Bobcat locations. Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. Um, Ruck, before John continues, yes. what were you going to share with the with the class? He doesn't remember, I, so John, go. Oh, oh. it was... Um, it's not worth it, I bet. Yeah, it was. No, you don't remember it. John, go ahead, please. What were we talking about? Uh, I have some breaking sports news. The Minnesota Twins have announced two days in advance that they're postponing their home opener on Thursday. That's a wise idea. uh, I have a dumb question. Are these guys the real deal this year? What is going on here? Way way too early to say that. I told you and Patrick a couple of weeks ago that they Mm -hmm. were going to be good. And, of course, Patrick instantly dismissed me. I'm not dismissing you. I'm saying it's just preposterously early. This Buxton character, he steps up to the plate like he's Elvis, man. How about Gallo? He delivers. Yep. Yeah, Gallo's many, got three home runs in two games. I saw him playing well, spring training. So, how many games game, is Boston going to play, though? <laughs> who were they playing yesterday? Marlins? Miami. That's right. Yeah, Do they Miami. just suck? Yeah, they're not very good. That game was over right away. But the Twins are going to be yeah. a good club. They're going to they're a playoff yeah, club. Yeah, and hey. I've talked about this. They got a very fine pitching staff for once. So I think uh, all right. I'm with Chris. I'm with Could Chris. Could be fun this year. So the lid lifter got moved to Friday, Johnny. It got thank you, Chris. It got moved to Friday. Yes, uh, because of the weather, we're expecting cold temps Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Uh, so now they will play the game on Friday. Friday was supposed to be day off, and it's supposed to be warmer, up to fifty degrees or so. And all the festivities that always surround the home opener, the breakfast on the whatever, and all that fun stuff, everything moved to Friday. But same right. time, three o'clock. Yep, and if you have. Uh, uh, tickets for obviously Thursday. They'll now be good for Friday. The high so, Friday's yeah. fifty-one. Right. Yeah. The high Thursday's thirty-nine and sunny, but they're not going to take any chances. So, do they leave those alternate days open just in case? Precisely. That's exactly for this. why they do it at this yeah. time of year. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. Yes. Uh, more news. Uh, we uh, wanted to get these in a couple of deaths that we perhaps should uh, mention. Seymour Stein has died. Uh, Seymour's not a household name, of course. He is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and one of the music industry's most successful and most color, colorful executives. Uh, if you're a fan of some groups, uh, you you know Seymour's work. He signed the Talking Heads, Madonna, the Ramones, the Pretenders to his own label, which was Sire Records. And uh, he also worked with the Smiths, The Cure, Ice-T, Lou Reed, Seal, Katie Lang. And he's always considered responsible for the Brian Wilson I'm back. 1988. Which Why is, is John's just voice a, cutting out? His microphone connection. It's electronically. Oh. Yeah. It's like- okay. <laughs> Stein was a man uh, 
uh, well, he was a man after my own heart. He was known as a walking encyclopedia of 20th century pop and more. He knew all the lyrics, chart positions, and B-sides of pretty much every notable record going back to the 40s. Chrissy Hyde of the Pretenders said he knows all the lyrics to every song you've ever heard. He started his career in the late 50s working for King Records. That was the label of James Brown and Little Willie John. After numerous jobs in the music industry, he co-started the Sire Records label in the early 70s. The label championed punk rock and other bands into the 80s. In the late 80s, he helped convince Brian Wilson to make his 1988 self-titled solo album that helped catapult Brian Wilson back into the pucks of you. Stein was 80 years old. His cause of death was cancer. He was generally regarded uh, with high favor, right, John? I mean, he made these musicians some money, right? He was legit and the real deal. Yes, I actually saw a post from Chrissy Hind where she said basically one of the finest men you could meet in this business. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Keith Reed, whose impressionistic lyrics for the band Procol Harum helped make them popular, has died. His death in a hospital was announced by the band, which said he had been receiving treatment cancer for the past several years. During its heyday in the late 60s and 70s, Procol Harum stood out as musically ambition, uh, ambitious. It was demonstrated by its 1972 album Procol Harum Live in concert with the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. Uh, generally, here's how it worked. Reed would submit lyrics to Gary Brooker, who was the pianist and primary songwriter. Uh, sometimes the band's guitarist, he'd say, the guitarist, of course, was stop, Robin Stop Trower. a minute, John. Yeah. Stop a yes, minute. Yes, sir. Just fix any... the damn thing. Joe, nothing it, to fix. It's his connection. Here, well, John. screw something in. What, what is it's going not on? His mic. It's not his mic. It's the connection. I really wish I remembered. Is it the I weather, I wonder? Blame the line. Yeah, yeah, it's stormy up there. Windy? No, I, I want John Northern to get Central. into this because <laughs> this is one of the most fascinating guys ever. He didn't play an instrument and he didn't sing. No, he, but he was at every gig. Why did he at every gig? Yeah. Showed up for all the gigs. Uh, he said he liked to show up for the gig because he didn't want to sit at home writing. He thought there were too many distractions. He'd rather sit in the hotel and write. So he'd go to all the gigs with the band. Uh, the results of such focus, Wire Shade of Pale, the first single off the band's debut album. The song, which hit number one on the British charts, number five in the U.S., sold around 10 million copies worldwide and of course it endured long after the 60s in the 80s it was used in lots of movies including the big chill and new york stories the song's fanciful lyrics sometimes made fun of by folks according to reed though they were just his take on a girl leaves boy story they're set to a chord progression with echoes of bach rendered by fisher's organ and sung by gary brooker in his raspy voice pretty cool song that's one of Paul McCartney's favorite songs Is it ever. really? I read an interview with McCartney once, yeah. Mm. Uh, Reed said he felt lost after the band broke up in 1977. He moved to New York, where he started a management company and wrote songs for other artists, including Annie Lennox, Willie Nelson, Hart, and others. He would eventually turn the focus to his own talents by what he called the Keith Reed Project, which had guest vocalists like Southside Johnny and John Waite. Reed was 73 years old so he was pretty young when he yeah. started yeah obviously uh, how old are you joe <clears throat> never mind oh you're so mean so mean 
all kinds of chaos and controversy in the Tennessee legislature. Tennessee Republican lawmakers took the first steps yesterday to expel three Democratic members from the House for their role in a recent gun control protest at the state capitol. The extraordinarily rare move resulted in a chaotic and fiery confrontation between lawmakers and supporters opposing the move. Resolutions have been filed against Reps Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson after they led chants from the House floor with supporters in the gallery last Thursday. The resolution declared the three had participated in disorderly behavior and did knowingly and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives. Despite support from the Republican supermajority, their request sparked outrage among supporters watching the gallery. Loud jeers led House Speaker Cameron Sexton to demand that they be removed by state troopers. By Monday, Sexton confirmed the three lawmakers have been stripped of their committee assignments, said more punishments could be on their way. A few hours later, House Republican Caucus Chairman Jeremy Faison referred to Jones as, quote, a former representative. Let's do one more story. Authorities in the Mexican resort of Cancun said Monday they've found four dead bodies in the city's hotel zone near the beach. Mm. There's no immediate information on the nationalities or identities of the victims. The announcement of the deaths came less than a week, of course, after that U.S. tourist was shot in the leg in the nearby town of Puerto Morales. Prosecutors originally said three bodies were found Monday in a lot near one of Cancun's beachside hotels along the Kukulkan Boulevard. They then added a fourth body was found in the undergrowth on the same lot. Prosecutors in the Caribbean coast state of Quintana Roo said two suspects had been detained in the killings. They said the deaths were under investigation but did not give a cause for death. Reuters and AFP reported the four victims were all shot to death. Would this be in what we called Cancun proper as opposed to the all-inclusive resorts that are farther down the shore? I have not been there enough to. Uh, yeah, I thought it was in the I resort area. I got people area. down there now. I th- they said it was in the hotel zone, didn't they? Yeah, but hotel there's one zone, in, yeah. in Cancun proper. There is a hotel zone. Who and were? And then you go down the shore, and there's a big inclusive resorts. Who were the victims? Yeah, were they Americans, John? <laughs> they they didn't identify they them. Identified the story said. Are they Americans out looking for dandy at two in the morning? Probably. We don't, we don't know that. All right. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. I'll have to make some calls. Yeah. <clears throat> never got to play a lot of solos. And now, a man who has oh, never yeah. had a relationship <laughs> with a tree. It's usually when I say Joe Sushere. Rolling that means I'm I didn't hear you. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Are you guys done? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I'm going to talk about Chris Miller and Aim High Construction. They're booking your spring and summer construction projects right now. They do a heck of a job, a dandy job on all things related to construction. That's both residential and commercial, and they can do it all. By that, I mean, what do you got? Roofing, siding, decks, inside, outside, bathroom, basement. They can turn that cruddy shed next to your pool into a lovely little cabana, if you so choose. Get in touch with uh, Chris at Aim High Construction, MN. Do it right away, as soon as you can. Get the bid ball rolling and get your project on their schedule because they're very busy. But you've got an inside line here. They always put us GLers first. And keep in mind, when you go with Aim High Construction, this isn't Leroy down the street that's missing four fingers. This is the very best. Aim High Construction. You can find them at aimhighconstructionmn.com. The phenomenon of men being introduced to GL by their wives apparently is not at all uncommon. Okay. 
I got a note from uh, Brian Matura who says, I was recently wearing my GL pullover, and a guy complimented me on it by saying, my wife would be proud of your sweatshirt. I said, cool, but then he had the th- then had the thought that I didn't share with him. Are you a GLer? But he didn't ask the guy that. Mm, I would have. Uh, but the, the wife would have liked the sweatshirt. See? Uh, Howard writes, my wife introduced me to GL. We were newcomers to the Twin Cities in 1996, and I immediately got it. Credit where credit is due. My wife was introduced to GL by her sister, who had been listening to you since the very beginning. In fact, one of the first things I heard you do was your interview with Hillary Clinton. Little did, you, little did you know that you would label her as an asshat in 2016 when she was running against Donald Trump for president. I don't recall labeling her that. That's a Kenny term. I, I don't think I use that term, Howard. If you're not careful, Howard, I'll read your email. Uh, Kathy... <laughs> Kathy writes, uh, Joe, I too introduced my husband to GL. In the early days of the show, I had him calculate his CI in case I ever needed to prove my GL status. I was happy to find out he was in the high 60s. Nice. He's aware aware of GL lingo from everyday conversation with me, not from listening to the podcast. Even so, not long ago, I read aloud a headline in the strip, and without fail, he said, "Uh, we don't know that. And I laughed out loud, always pushing back Kathy. Uh, This is not it. Uh, Who writes this one? Howard. Oh, that's the one I'm not supposed to read. I better set that aside. Uh, Kelly writes, (laughs) I introduced my husband to GL. My dad introduced me to GL via radio. I introduced my husband. You met us at Tattersall. Seven kids and 25 years married. She she introduced the uh, hubby. And uh, Scott, uh, who told us yesterday that he f- an icicle dropped on him out of the clear blue, well, yeah. and yeah. I said it's probably under a tree. Yeah. Well, he sent a picture of where it was, and it was no, it was right on the freeway with no trees around. And he uh, notes that it was uh, uh, he doesn't think it was blue ice because no aircraft were in the vicinity. With all my GL honesty, I have no clue what happened. What I do know is that an icicle came straight down in front of our car and shattered right before our eyes. We live in crazy times, and this is yet another example. All right. He almost shot off. his eye out. It, it flew off the top of a truck. Either that or it's definitely the government. Yeah, it's aliens. Only yep. because they come to us. <laughs> Did Kenny do his thing yet? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Only because they come Are to you us. okay? You mean be crabby today? Yeah, yeah. he did it. Yeah, all the way all from Marlith Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Limans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1888. Would you please read their website as Elmer Fudd? Worldwide Waftage. Thank you. April 4th. Worldwide Waftage. Worldwide Waftage. Yeah. <laughs> on this day in 1888. 88. April 4th. Abram Eifelt, one of the first Jewish people to make a permanent home in Minnesota, died. Boy, that's not much of a note, no, is it? Oh. So sad. Yes. Yes. Wait, wait, I didn't wait, know Elmer was. Wait. Yeah. Was, this was not this. Elmer. <laughs> this was Jesse Mason. I don't okay. know, but I'm going to get that ant. Remember, I was on the Pink Panther. Yep. Hey, ant. Yep. He was the anteater. Why don't no. you come to breakfast? In Kenny my might stomach. not need he to drive the all anteater. the way here. Who was he? The on, anteater. On he this was? day. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to get that in. 
I saw him at the New York Deli. I'm not kidding. At this, on this <laughs> day. He Every time I walk into Cecil's, I wait for him to come. On this day. Yes. This day. Uh-huh. In 1890. Get on with it. In- <laughs> We've been waiting a lifetime for freedom. Please, come now. On this day in 1893, the Minnesota state flag was adopted just in time to grace a state-sponsored exhibit at the World's Fair in Chicago. It was designed by Arnelia H. Center of Minneapolis. The flag depicts the state seal, rung by a wreath of white lady slippers and surrounded by 19 stars. I went out to Mancini's on Saturday night to meet uh, Sophia's, uh, her, his girl, her, her girlfriend James's parents, the Tufts, two prominent attorneys here in, in the Twin Cities, but... So I went home. I'm not done with this. And item. the Ten Commandments was on. Mm-hmm. And I decided, Reeves, I decided Charlton I was going to, I was going to gut it out and watch the rest of the show Oof. while she went to bed. That's tough. Really bad, really yeah. bad scenery, graphics, yeah. acting. Charlton Heston, the worst actor. Are you actor. a master builder or a master butcher? Get your dirty damn hands off me, you bleeping ape! Yeah. yeah Surrounded by 19 stars representing Minnesota. As the 19th state, after the original 13, to be admitted to the Union, the flag was modified on March 18, 1957, when the white flowers were replaced with pink and white lady slippers. I believe the flag remains under controversy, doesn't it? That yes. Yeah, we're, we're still trying to change it, right? Yeah. On this day in 19... 19- What's that old feral thing? How does that? How did that work? Is that... He was the king. Got it. On this day in 1914... <laughs> Frederick E. Weyerhaeuser, <laughs> founder of the Timber Dynasty, yes. died in California. Oh, a rich family. That's right. Yep. At one time, he owned 2 million acres of forest land in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. That's a lot of lumber. I think, weren't they big uh, donors to the U of M, I believe? I don't know. Didn't Keeler live in a Weyerhaeuser house on Summit? Wasn't that a Weyerhaeuser house? I believe house? it was. Right. I don't think uh, Garrison lives here I, I would only ask you because you were the only one walking around poking your head in the windows. While I don't. I never did that. Underwear. I never did that. Digging through his garbage. I never did that. I never, never did that, and I think he's come to that realization. Good. All right. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We, Joe, we Joe, welcome your very return. Happy. Very wow. happy the show is over, Joe. Wow. We welcome your return. Say Garage Logic has got a spot, and so do so many other podcasts at PodMN on your smartphone. PodMN on your smartphone. GarageLogic.com is where you can sign up for the town council. And town council people, um, you really should have paid double today because you got you got your money's worth today. Uh, town council, if you sign up now, you could possibly get your hands on a Fratelloni Hardware and Garden Center. $10 gift certificate. That's a pretty good deal. And that's all signing you up at garagelogic.com. Flip over to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube channel, and you'll be entertained just like you were for the last hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Otherwise, that's it, folks. Uh, that's all, folks.
It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold's back with us once again. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same, especially in these volatile times. So don't delay. Pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us. And boy, where to begin today, Josh? But you would like to touch on oil production, the Fed, jobs, and of course, banks. We've got a whole array of things to talk about. This week, this past weekend, as I'm sure many of you are aware, several of the OPEC nations said they were going to cut back, and I say several of the OPEC nations plus Russia, said they were going to cut back oil production, 2 million barrels a day starting in May through the end of the year. Most of that is to support prices, but they said demand is starting to fall off. They do want to keep prices up. Rumor has it that the Saudis really want to see $85 a barrel oil. Quite frankly, we're on our way to that price now. The U.S. has now become more subject to the whims of OPEC again than it had been for many, many years. We don't want to point fingers at anybody, but the current push by those in power to limit oil production by increasing and making it more difficult for the permitting process and more regulation has really hurt U.S. energy production. Of course, you could say, Josh, you know, what with climate change, et cetera, and then the push for cleaner fuels, we don't need oil nor natural gas. And I said, well, that's really, uh, that's a lot of foresight there. Yes, we do. One of the reasons which I have touched on for a long time has been the rise in energy prices has been a major part of inflation. Recently, we have seen the price of oil actually over the last nine months drop from $130 a barrel down below $70 a barrel. That does reduce a lot of the impact of inflation. Many oil producers have saw their stocks, at least this year, come down and come down uh, significantly. Yesterday, there was a very nice bounce in oil stocks. Today, quite the opposite with some profit-taking uh, coming in. Me, I am very light on energy companies, though I would point you to look at some of the energy services companies, including Transocean, RID, Tidewater, and Halliburton, which are definitely needed and do give you some energy exposure. I would also point out to local northern oil and gas, which again will participate in many different projects. I would keep some of these companies on the smaller portion of my portfolio. The same as I would keep banks on the small to none portion of my portfolio as banks still are going to face some very big issues with a lot more regulation aimed at them and the fact that their mark-to-market position with their portfolios is not in the best place, not to mention, of course, obtaining credit is going to be a lot more difficult. I have heard people, some analysts say that banks are currently uninvestable. Well, I have stated that I am not a bank investor. I'll leave that to the likes of Warren Buffett of Berkshire Hathaway. Fed has to like 
some of the things that have been going on, whether it be the tightening of credit, whether it be the jobs numbers recently, which should help their make their decisions about raising interest rates or at least not zooming them up again. Maybe that, that helps a little bit easier. Of course, I'm, I'm of the opinion that the Fed had overreacted to inflation with their interest rate policy, but you've heard that story before. On the positive or something to look at, in the coming weeks, we start in with earnings reports. Next week, it'll be the banks reporting. And again, this could be market moving, although I am of the opinion that many analysts have already taken down their numbers for banks. I am looking forward, of course, at the end of the month to the reports from favorite Apple, which to me still generates tremendous amounts of cash and does offer you know, still some upside, although with Apple stock up significantly in the past few months, you know, there could be some profit taking both before and after the earnings report. Because we do like to talk about sports, and I do have a sports-related portfolio that I track. And my friend Pat Royce is a big, big wrestling fan. Yesterday, Endeavor a Corporation, which owns... Uh, the UFC, Ultimate Fighting Champions, going to buy in an all-cash deal, worldwide entertainment for the wrestling, and merge the UFC with the WWF. And that could be very exciting and very entertaining. Yesterday on the announcement, both stocks, Endeavor and Worldwide Entertainment, uh, went down, as is believed by some analysts, that Endeavor might be paying too much for Worldwide Entertainment. That one, I'm not so so sure. I think it's going to be accretive over time to Endeavor or what the new company, uh, the merged company, will become when it starts trading later this year. Keep your eyes out. And of course, this is Masters Week and be plenty of golf, plenty of bets on on the golf. You might want to take a look at a golf stock, Callaway and Top Golf, market symbol MODG. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.